Psalms chapter 50, verses 10 through 11. We are being on this first Sunday of the year. Amen. Happy New Year's to everyone. Welcome to 2024. Amen. Every year, um, I set before us as a church a theme for the year. In 2020, when I came, our theme was growing in our prayer life. In 2021, our theme was growing to reach the lost. In 2023, our theme was growing in unity. In 2022, our theme was growing in unity. In 2023, our theme was growing in the word of God. And now in 2024, our theme is growing in giving. Growing in giving. So this theme will not only highlight growing in financially giving, but it will also speak to growing in your giving of time, growing and giving of your love, and growing and giving of your spiritual gift, and growing and giving of your service. And throughout the year, God has allowed me to set these themes where we can grow in these areas that he has allowed me to see where we need to grow in. As a young church and a, and a new church, um, we, we have some areas that we need to grow in. And here on this year, as we look at growing and our giving, we find ourselves today in Psalms chapter 50, verse number 10 and through 12. And it says in Psalms chapter 50, if you have your Bibles with us or your electronic devices, verses 10 through 12, it says, For every beast of the forest is mine, and the cattle on a thousand hills. I know all the birds of the mountains and the wild beasts of the field are mine. And if I were hungry, I would not tell you, for the world is mine, and all is fullness. As we go into our theme this year, growing in our giving, there are some things that we first must address. We first must address because this theme is going to require us to, to grow in giving financially. This theme is going to require us to grow in giving of our time. This, thing is, this theme is going to require us to grow in giving, uh, using our spiritual gifts for the kingdom of God. This, this theme is going to require us to grow in our service and our commitment to, to the kingdom of God. And if we're going to grow in our giving, we first must understand, and here's my title for this text is everything belongs to God. We, we, we got to get that out first. 
This is why this is the first sermon. If, we, if we're going to grow in our giving, we, we have to understand that everything, everything belongs to God. Now, unfortunately, this, this is something that you don't think you need to say with, with the people of God because we are intelligent folks. As a matter of fact, we, well, some of us got the college degrees. Some of us got multiple degrees. Some of us has doctorates, and some of us have letters before our name and letters after our name. We, 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 we are heavily educated people, and, and some of us been in church for a long time, and some of us hadn't, but we all have the intelligence to know, and we should know that everything belongs to God. But if we're going to grow, and, I, and I'll give it. We, we have to understand, we have to have this new perspective that you must know and I must know that every single thing belongs to God. And here in this text, in this Psalms chapter 50, where we have uh, um, God writing to his people. And here in this text, one of the biggest problems they had was they forgot that everything belonged to God. They, 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 they gave like it wasn't nothing. They, 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 they gave in excellence. They, they, they worship God and they give it. I mean, they, they gave over and beyond what, what God was asking for. But the, the sacrificial, I mean, the sacrificial system that was set up to give bulls and, and goats and, and pigeons and grain, they, they kept those sacrificial ceremonies and they were on time with it. They, they, they never missed a, 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 a sacrifice. They, they gave more than, than, than what was required of them. They was on time with it. But God says, I don't have a problem with your giving. See, I ain't making it up. Look at verse 8. Look in verse 8. Verse 8. God said, I don't have a problem with you giving. Look what God says in verse 8. We're in Psalms chapter 50, but we're in verses 10, 11, 12. But I want you to look at verse 8. Because God didn't have a problem with their giving. Look what he says. He says, I will not rebuke you for your sacrifices. God says, I'm not going to rebuke you for your giving. Here you go. Look what he says. All your burnt offerings which are continually before me. Well, God says, I don't have a charge about what you're giving. You're doing a good job with giving your time. You're doing a good job with giving your sacrifice. You're doing a good job with, for us giving your money. You're doing a good job with getting involved in ministry. But the problem God had with them is they thought that God needed them. Oh, my God, I know y'all ain't ready for this here. Here's the problem. Here's the problem they had. They, they didn't have a problem with, with giving to God. Their problem was they thought that God needed them. So guess what? God, here's my offering. Now you need me. And God says, I got to tell y'all something. Let me knock on your door. Let me let you know. Let me tell you that everything belongs to me. Because sometimes we, we, we get crazy with it. We think because we do something for God, God, we do something for God, God need us. We, we, we think because we, we come and sing a song, God need us. We think because we the only one running soundboard that God need us. 
We, we think because you're the only one can preach, God, God needs you. You think because we, we think because we do something for God, God needs let, let me help you understand. God can put anybody in it. I heard so many times my wife tell you, people say, man, God put the right person in there. The only one can do what you did with that church is you. I said, that's a lie. God got thousands of people can step right in this place and do a better job than me. You ain't going to fill my head up that way. I ain't that dumb. I know God don't need me. Matter of fact, God don't need me at all, but I'm thank you, Lord, that you're using me, but you don't need me. And he says to them, I own everything. He says, I, I own everything. God said, you're doing a good job, but, but what you're doing, the problem I have with you is you think that I need you. You think that you all that. You think that I need you to worship me. You think that I need you to come to church. You think that I need you to give. Let me help you understand. God said if you don't worship, the rocks will worship. Let me help you understand. God told them to go get some money out of a fish mouth. God turned a fish into an ATM machine. You think God needs your money? You think God needs my money? God can do anything. He don't need nothing. And he comes and he tells them, everything belongs to me. And here, if we're going to grow in our giving, the first thing we must know is everything belongs to God. And as we look at this title, everything belongs to God, look at the first movement in this text found in verse number 10 and verse number 11b. Verse 10 and 11b tells us God says everything belongs to me, but then God come back in verse 10 and 11b and says everything belongs, everything belongs to me because God owns everything. Look. He tells them everything belongs to me because I own everything. Look what he says in verse 10. Every beast of the forest is mine. All the cattle on a thousand hills is mine. Look at verse number 11b. And the wild beasts of the field are mine. God says everything belongs to me because I'm the owner of everything. He, he, he says, God says that, that, that you think what you give. See, because the way they gave, their currency was, and their sacrifice was animals. But God said, the animals you give to me, I own. I, I, I own that. He, look what he says. He says, God, God, God starts a list off to let them know. He says, every beast of the forest I own. Every, every beast of the forest belongs to me. I, I I didn't, I didn't write my name on it. I, I didn't put my tag on it, but, but it belongs to me. A every single beast of the, of the field belongs to me. All the cattle on a thousand hills belong to me. Now, there's two ways you can look at this, because remember, um, Psalms is a poetic uh, uh, scripture, a poetic um, literature. So it's two ways you can look at that, that God own uh, uh, that God that all the animals, all the cows that's on a thousand mountains or where, where at this time hills, he owned, or I can say it's thousands of, of cattle God owned. But not only that, I heard an old preacher say, not only do he own the cattle, but he own the hills that they own too. God says, I own all the cattle on a thousand hills, and then he comes and he says, and all the beasts of the field are mine. So this is interesting because he used the word beast twice, but he used them in two different settings. So he says, all every beast in the forest I own, 
And then he says, all the wild beasts in the field I own. So the field beast was looked at as cicadas or insects that eat up the vegetation. So God was calling these insects insects uh, uh, beasts because they eat up the vegetations because he says, in the field are mine. So here it is. God says, I own wild animals and domestic animals. Mm-hmm. All the animals I own. Everything that you, you give to me, I own. Everything that you have, I own. Matter of fact, that money you got in your purse that you're holding on to, it don't belong to you. I own that. That time that you have, that time that you think you have, I own that. God own everything. We got to understand this. He own everything. The domestic animals, the wild animals, everything we have, God owns. God owns everything. Nothing we own. We just managers. We are, all we are is managers. Some of us are good managers. Some of us are bad managers. We just managers. We don't own none of it. Tell me, I own this house. It's mine. No, you don't. You miss one paycheck, it's gone. You miss one tax note, it's gone. We don't own it. Everything we have is God, or God own it. And if we're going to grow in our giving, we got to have a new perspective on this. We got to understand this because he, he, everything belongs to him because he's the owner of it. God created everything. Everything we see, he created everything belongs to him. He is the owner of it. But not only does this text tell us that he's the owner of it, but it also tells us in verse 8 that God also knows all his creation. Look at verse 11 8. He says not only God is the owner of this, he said, but also God is, God, he says that, um, that everything belongs to God because God the owner of it. In verse 10 and um, 11b, and then also everything belongs to God because God, knows all his creation in verse 11a. Look what he says. And I know all the birds of the mountain. God says, everything belongs to me. Everything belongs to me. And not only do I own it, but I know it all. He says, I know every birds of the mountain. Now, I did a little bit of research in this sermon, um, like I do all sermons, and I found out that there's 20,000 different species of birds. 20,000 different species of birds. Now, they, are, they do believe that there are some species that they haven't even seen yet. But they estimate, this estimate, that is about 20,000 different species of birds. God says, I know every one of them. See, and this word know is not just a cognitive knowledge. This is an intimate knowledge. God says the bird that show up on your window at early Saturday morning chirping, I know him or her. God says that eagle that you can't even see that, that, that nest high up in the air, I, I know him or her. That, that eagle that just was born, that, that man I have never seen, God says, I know them. See, God even know the feathers that the bird has. It's amazing how we got people that specialize in birds. All they do is study birds, but God says, I don't study birds, I know the birds. I know the intimate part of them, I know the outside part of them. God says, this is why everything belong to me because I know everything. God says, I know all the birds. 
So guess what? If God know all the birds, he know all of us. Anybody out there excited because God know you? God knows what you need. God knows what you're going through. God knows how your heart is bleeding. God knows the pains that you're going through. God knows the suffering that you're going through. God knows the mental issues that you're having. God knows it all. He knows you from the inside and out. Matter of fact, the scripture says that God has put us together from the inside and out and woven us together. God knows our insides and our outsides. He knows our thoughts before they even become thoughts. God knows everything about us. God knows his creation. He knows his creation. That's why everything belongs to him. Everything he created, he know. And he know what he's doing with his creation. Before he even created him, created, he knew where he was going to set his creation at. Oh, y'all lost with me. Y'all lost. So, I was looking at the Animal Channel a couple of years ago, and I found out that camel have two sets of eyelids. And y'all heard me tell this story before because it's fascinating. Two sets of eyelids. The, the first set is transparent, meaning they can see through it. And the reason why they have two sets of eyelids is because the camels are set in the desert. And it doesn't often have sandstorm. So when a sandstorm comes, instead of the stands coming and messing their eyeballs up, they put down one set of eyelids so they still can look at where they're going. My God, y'all ain't blown away yet. If I was in a Pentecostal church, they'd be running around right about now. People's wigs would be falling off. Teeth would be falling out their mouth. They dancing and everything. I'm just trying to show you how amazing God is, that he knows everything. He knows everything about all things. This is not, this is not an understanding. God knows. My first car I purchased, I was in middle school. $225 from Capital Cab. My friend from long time know my brothers and sisters in here. Purchased them from Capital Cab. $225. It was a 1976 Ford Torino station wagon. First car. I got that car. I took my sister house speaker out, connected a radio to it, put it in the back. And me and my friends was bumping in that car all through middle school. We called it the tank, and we spray painted it black. Man, I got that car, and I took that car up on West Virginia Avenue and Montello Avenue to the car wash as soon as I got it, after I spray painted it. And I said, I'm going to wash my car. I'm going to clean my car. I'm only about 16. And I got in the car wash, and water came from everywhere. The windshield was leaking everywhere. I'm sitting in there fresh to death, wet as a mug. Water everywhere, coming from everywhere. The windows up, water just splashing in. Then I said, I gotta go get my car inspected. I leave out of there on Montero Avenue and West, I mean, uh, Montero Avenue from the car wash right there across from um, on West Virginia Avenue and New York Avenue. I go down to, to West Virginia Avenue to the inspection station, across from Ivory City. And I ride up in there. Y'all know, y'all DC folks know. 
I, I see Anthony in the back laughing. He know too. So we go in that inspection station. And I ride through the inspection station. And that man says, son, I should take this car. He said, this car ain't past nothing. I said, how $100 look? He gave me that red inspection sticker and let me ride with that thing. And immediately, I took it up Baltimore Hall. Because that's where we hung out at, because back then, that was the place. And I took it up Baltimore Hall. But my friends were asked to use, this is where I'm going. It's it going to make sense in a minute. My friends were asked to use the car. But I would never let them drive it. Because I knew the car. And they didn't. And it caused too much explaining for me to let them drive it. See, I knew that if I was coming to a red light on Woodyard Road right here, and Soprano, Mike Soprano, whatever it's called, Soprano, Preo, whatever, Mike, Mike Street, whatever right here. It's Mike Shapiro. Okay, if I was coming to that light and I was on Woodyard Road, I had to start stopping at Alice Furry Road. Because the brakes wasn't no good. See, I, I knew my car. I, I, I couldn't just ride up on you because I'm going to test something up. Because the brakes wasn't no good. I knew when I turned the corner, that because my stern column was broke but loose, I had to turn it, but then turn it back the other way real fast to straighten it up and try to get it real fast. See, they didn't know that, so I didn't let them know because I knew the car. So I couldn't give it to them. This is the same thing with God says. God says, I don't only know about the car, but I know about you. I know every single thing that I created. I know how much a looms it takes to make the sun shine. I know every raindrop that drops out of the sky. I know every snowfall that falls. I know when the birds land on his feet and, and nest in the air. I know everything about my creation. God says, I know it all because everything belongs to him. And we got to get this perspective. Everything belongs to him because he own it. Everything belongs to him because he know it all. And the third thing, and I'm out your way. We're going to get out of here. Is the third thing is that, that God says, I know it all because God, and, and one thing we got to understand, because God does not need nor depend on man. God says, I own everything. That's why I don't need you and I don't depend on you. Y'all don't believe it says that. I'm going to show you in the text. I'm an expository preacher. I ain't making none of this up. All this is found in the text. Look what it says. God says, I, 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 everything belongs to me. And he said, this is why I don't need you and me, and he don't depend on us. Here it is. Y'all don't believe it. Verse number 12. If I were hungry, look how God played with us. If I were hungry. I would not tell you. For the world is mine, and all is fullness. God says that everything belongs to me, and anything I need, I don't depend on you, nor need you. Oh, my God. See, I don't, I, I'm not cliches like all the other pastors, look at your neighbor, but look at your neighbor. And tell them God don't need you. And God don't depend on you. Look at the other neighbor and tell him God don't need you and God don't depend on you. God says, if I was hungry, 
But we know God can't get hungry because the scripture in John chapter 5, 24 tells us that God is a spirit and spirit don't eat. But God said, it's just in case I may get hungry. I ain't going to come to you because you can't feed me. God says, I do not depend on you for nothing because everything in the world belongs to me. We got to get it out of our head that we have nothing, that God don't need none of us. Oh, yeah, we do some great things. We do some wonderful things, but God don't need us. We ain't nothing but some dirt that God created that when we die, our life here on earth going to come to an end, but we can live eternity. But God don't need us to be God. God got everything around him that worship him with no problem. The birds get up, chirp, 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 worshiping God with no problem. The sun shine and worship God with no problem. The clouds come in and worship God with no problem. The moon shine whether we see it or not and worship God with no problem. The stars that was flinged in the air worship God with no problem. And you think we God need us to worship him? No he don't. He will still be God because he created everything. I dare you, Pastor Pew, think you better than somebody else. I dare you think you like that in a bag of chips. No, you nothing because God will never depend on us because he's self-existent and he's self-controlling and he is God. And if we can get this perspective, we can grow in our giving. Because some of us want to, don't mind giving money but I ain't giving my time. Some of us don't mind giving time, but I ain't giving my money. Some of us don't mind giving money or don't mind giving time, but I ain't serving. I ain't gonna use my spiritual gift. But God says that he own it all. All of it belong to him. 